0: NPR. On strike! Shut up, down! LA is
1: a union town. The Walt on Disney Street Studios Street campus in Burbank, town. California, is not the happiest place on earth right now. For the last several weeks, hundreds of protesters have been marching back and forth in front of the studio gates here, waving signs and shouting their demands.
0: And do we want
1: it? No! These
2: protesters are members and supporters of the biggest writers and actors unions in the US the WGA, that's the Writers Guild of America, and SAG AFTRA, the Screen Actors Guild, and the American Federation of Television and Radio Artists. It's a bit of a mouthful for a union. I think you really need a shorter name. <laughs> right. I'll, I'll, I'll propose that, Batty. Both of these unions walked out of
1: talks recently with the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers. That's the organization that represents studios like Disney and Netflix. And they walked out over contracts regarding pay, conditions, and use of the writers and actors' images. The writers have been pounding the pavement here since May the 2nd. The actors joined them a couple of weeks ago.
2: The Strikers have quite a few demands, covering everything from the size of writing teams, to the threat posed by artificial intelligence. But one item keeps coming up again and again.
3: Residuals, we're definitely talking about that. Talking
2: about residuals.
3: Residual income. Residuals. Residuals, Definitely residuals. Streaming residuals. Residuals.
0: Residuals are non-existent.
3: Residuals, absolutely. Absolutely residuals.
1: This is The Indicator from Planet Money. I'm Paddy Hirsch.
2: And I'm Darian Woods. Today we're going to look at one of the key sticking points in the labor negotiations that has brought film and television production in the US to a halt residuals we'll find out what residuals are and why they're such a big deal to everybody involved that's coming up after the break this message
0: comes from apple card you earn up to three percent daily cash on every purchase No matter what kind of investor you are, their tools and resources can help you be ready for what's next. Now, when you open an account, you can get up to $1,000 with a qualifying deposit. Terms apply. Learn more at etrade.com NPR. Investing involves risks. Morgan Stanley, Smith Barney, LLC. Member SIPC. ETrade is a business of Morgan Stanley.
2: All right, before we get started, uh, we do need to disclose that many people who worked on this episode are members of SAG-AFTRA, which is one of the unions in this dispute, and it includes me. Uh, But not me. All right, well, we're going to get you one day, Yeah, We'll see about that.
1: But anyway, we're not here to talk about me. We're here to talk about residuals, which are a big sticking point in the negotiations between entertainment industry, labor unions, and producers. But what exactly is a residual? Duncan Crabtree Ireland is the chief negotiator for SAG-AFTRA, which represents the actors in this dispute.
4: A residual is a wage that's paid for subsequent use of something that an actor did in a different market than it was originally created for, usually.
2: Residual income is paid to creatives, that's actors, writers, and directors, as part of a split compensation package. They get paid the majority of their wage up front, and then they get paid a smaller amount, a residual payment, every time the show they worked on re-airs. And this arrangement works,
1: or used to work, for everyone. That includes the producers, who do take on the risk of making a whole portfolio of shows or movies, any or all of which could fail. Luis Cabral is a professor of economics at NYU, where he teaches a course on the entertainment industry. Producers take the lion's share of the risk. In fact, in some cases, take the entirety of it. It's not a good idea to concentrate all of the risk in one of the parties. It is economically efficient to shift some of the risk away from the producer. Residuals are, in principle, a, a way of doing that.
2: Residuals can let producers reduce some of their upfront costs. They pay creators less upfront on the understanding that they'll have to make residual payments later if the show does well. Factors and writers...
3: Residuals are meant to pay us in a continuing way as long as the companies continue to make money off of the projects.
1: This is Sarah Ramos. She's a working actor. You may have seen her on Parenthood or The Bear. She was also on the NBC show American Dreams between 2002 and 2005. Her compensation on that show was split like this. She got $10,000 for performing in each episode and for its first run on the NBC network. That was the upfront payment. The residual, which was paid every time an episode re-aired on the network, was $3,162.
2: Now, you might be thinking, that sounds like pretty good money. You know, that show was popular and it re-ran on the network. So someone working as a frequent performer on that show could make $160,000 a year.
1: Yeah, or sometimes more than that. But here's the thing. Most actors aren't regulars. Most appear on just one episode, if they're lucky. And after that, they're out of work. Sarah says like most actors and writers, she's been in that situation many times.
3: Like, we have to get our job, do it on set, and then go back in the trenches and try to get another job, you know? And there's a lot of in-between time when you're not getting paychecks for new work. And that's when you really need residuals.
2: Sagatra's Duncan Crabtree Island says that, on average, an actor makes about two-thirds of their annual income from residuals.
4: These are not... You know, super rich celebrity people. These are faces you might recognize, names you probably don't know, who are just trying to make a living and make a career. So it is a crucial source of just survival money for people who are, you know, working hard to pay their rent and to put groceries on the table.
1: The actors and writers that I spoke to in Burbank say it's becoming increasingly difficult to build a career now because residuals are dwindling.
0: My name's Jesse Annis. I'm on Mythic Quest and Veep and Better Call Saul. Thanks, buddy. Thank you.
1: That was a passerby telling Jesse how much he liked her work on Mythic Quest. So she's a recognisable face. She works. A lot, but she's still struggling.
0: I'm a second generation actor. I grew up in Los Angeles with a struggling actor for a father. And his residuals on shows like Malcolm in the Middle would pay our rent for the month. These days, I'm a series regular on multiple shows on streaming networks. I don't see a penny of residuals. It's a joke.
2: The big issue, as actors and writers see it, is streaming.
1: As more and more studios are moving to playing their shows and movies on streaming platforms, the old network residuals that Sarah Ramos once earned are becoming increasingly rare.
3: The streamers can put our shows on their platforms and leave them there for long periods of time. You know, where on television it was just one screen, one airing of the show and then the next time they aired it you would have to pay for that. They get these long windows to screen our work and that's all for the one initial compensation payment we get.
1: Yeah, Sarah recently got a residual check for her work on the NBC show Parenthood. NBC, of course, now has its own streaming platform, Peacock. Now, for all 60 episodes of Parenthood that she worked on combined, re-aired across many platforms, including streaming, that's internet rental, foreign, pay TV, video and DVD, for all of that, she received just $2,359. That's about $800 less than what she was compensated for a single re-airing of just one episode of American Dreams back in 2002.
2: Clearly, this is a problem for actors and writers. But Luis Cabral at NYU says the real issue is that the residual system isn't a good fit for the way that we consume television and movies today.
1: The current deals in terms of residuals were decided decades ago at a time when the technology for a movie distribution was very different than what it is now. Yeah, back then it was easy to determine how many people watched a show or a movie. The data was easily accessible and it was widely shared. So it was relatively easy for creators and producers to come to an agreement. But measuring the streams of a television show or a movie is considerably more difficult because that data is typically proprietary to the streamer.
2: Streaming companies live and die by their data, which can be some of the most valuable products in their portfolio. And Duncan Crabtree Island of SAGAFTRA says that the producers are refusing to share that data with actors and writers,
4: even with an independent third party involved. It's kind of uh, the fox guarding the hen house when the companies say, oh, well, an outside analytics company can't possibly do this, but we also won't share. Uh, any of our proprietary information on the success of our project. So basically we're saying no outside company can do it, but we also won't let you see our data. And because of that, we can't do a revenue sharing proposal.
1: I reached out to the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers to ask them about their stance on residuals and data sharing and all of the rest of this. But they declined the opportunity to talk with me. And for actors like Sarah Ramos, this is precisely the problem, especially with streaming companies, a lack
2: of openness. We asked her how she sees transparency in the streaming industry right now.
3: It's a lockbox in the bottom of a plane that fell into the sea.
1: (laughs) 20,000 leagues. That's a good image. It could be a long, deep dive for the writers and actors to get down to that plane, but they are all geared up and willing to take the risk. They're hoping that this strike will exert enough pressure to bust that lockbox open, because there's gold inside, even if it is only residual. This week's producer was Julia Ritchie, and our engineer was Neil Ratch. Our fact-checker is Sierra Juarez. Viet Le is our senior producer, Kate Kincannon's our editor, and The Indicator is a production of NPR.